friends, what's up? I hope you all are doing well. My name is Sanjay and you are listening to Improve Listening English Podcast. This episode is entitled as Making Welfare Conditional is a Stamp of Coercion. An editorial from the Hindu newspaper, Here We Go. A simple reading of UP's draft population control law is that it will grossly impinge on the right to reproductive freedom. On Sunday, the government of Uttar Pradesh released a population policy in which it stated its intention to bring the gross fertility rate in the state down from the existing 2.7 to 2.1 by 2026. To achieve this, the government says it will consider the enactment of a new piece of legislation, one such law that might be on the anvil as an ominous proposal released just days earlier by the state's law commission. Incentives and Disincentives This draft law, titled the Uttar Pradesh Population Control Stabilization and Welfare Bill 2021, seeks to provide not only a series of incentives to families that adhere to a two-child norm, but also intends to disentitling families that breach the norm from benefits and subsidies. These recommendations are rooted in a culture of coercion. They are also steeped in myth experiences from across the world demonstrate that laws of this kind simply don't work they invariably instill an attitude of discrimination with the burden imposed desperately on the most vulnerable groups in society the draft will echoes the up government's new policy in claiming that the state's ecological and economic resources are limited according to it Unless population growth is regulated, the state will be unable to guarantee the provision of basic rights to all citizens. It also invokes some of the non-usual buzzwords. Sustainable development, it says, cannot be achieved without government-imposed birth control. To these ends, the draft postulates an array of measures. It promises public servants who undergo sterilization and adopt a two-child norm several benefits. These include two increments during their service, subsidy towards the purchase of a house, maternity or paternity leave, with full salary and allowances, as the case may be for up to 12 months, and free health care and insurance coverage for the spouse. This is as far as the incentives go. The draft will also contain a list of punishments. It terms these euphemistically as disincentives. A person who breaches the two-child norm will be debarred from securing the benefit of a government-sponsored welfare scheme and will be disqualified from applying to any state government job. Existing government employees who infringe the rule will be denied the benefit of promotion. And last, transgressing individuals will be prohibited from contesting elections to local authorities and bodies. It is worth pondering over whether regulation of population is necessary at all. But assuming such regulation is legitimate governmental aim, the first question that we must ask of the new proposal is why. After all, experiences from other states in India shows us that there are more efficacious and alternative measures available to control the growth of population, including processes aimed at improving public health and access to education. Indeed. The Union Ministry of Health and Family Welfare considered as much before the Supreme Court late last year. Through an affidavit filled in court, the central government argued that international experience shows that any coercion to have a certain number of children 
is counterproductive and leads to demographic distortions. The government further confirmed that India was committed to its obligations under international law, including the principles containing in its International Conference on Population and Development Program of Action 1994. Pledge on Right Foremost in those principles was a pledge from nations that they would look beyond demographic targets and focus instead on guaranteeing a right to reproductive freedom. Since then, in India, the Supreme Court of India has recognized that right as an inalienable promise. In Suchita Srivastava and ANR vs. Chandigarh Administration 2009, the court found that a woman's freedom to make reproductive decisions is an integral facet of the right to personal liberty guaranteed by Article 21. It is important, the court wrote, to recognize that reproductive choices can be exercised to procreate as well as to abstain from procreating. This ruling was endorsed by the Supreme Court's ninth judge bench verdict in K.S. Puttaswamy vs. Union of India 2017. A reading of the plurality of opinions there shows us that the constitution sees a person's autonomy over her body as an extension of the right to privacy. In his judgment, Justice D.Y. Chandrashud held that privacy partakes different connotations. These include decisional autonomy, which comprehends, among other things, liberty over intimate personal choices such as those governing reproduction. Justice S.K. Call similarly declared in his separate judgment that the right to procreation was an important constituent of the privacy of the home. Like all other fundamental rights, the right to privacy is not boundless. But as Pattaswamy clarifies, any restriction placed on the right must conform to a doctrine of proportionality. This requires first, that the limitation be rooted in statute. Second, that the state shows us that the objective of its law is founded on a legitimate governmental aim. Third, that there are no alternative and less interesting measures available to achieve the same objective. And fourth, that there exists a rational connection between the limitation imposed and the aims of the statute. The logic here is simple. In pursuing public interest, it is essential that governments ensure that individual liberties are encroached upon to the lowest degree possible. A simple reading of UP's draft law will show us that, if enacted, it will grossly impinge on the right to reproductive freedom. The government will likely argue that there is no violation of privacy here because any decision on sterilization would be voluntary. But as we ought to by now know, making welfare conditional is the hallmark of coercion. If we want the idea of India as a welfare state to mean something, the right to access basic goods cannot be made provisional on a person sacrificing her bodily autonomy. By all accounts, therefore, the proposed law will full fall of a proportionality analysis. If nothing else, the union government's concession in the Supreme Court demonstrates that there are several alternatives, less intrusive means available to regulate population. Negative consequences But the new proposal is also worrying because it is like to bring with it a host of other deleterious consequences. For instance, an already skewed sex ratio may be compounded by families aborting a daughter in the hope of having a son with a view to confirming to the two-child norm. 
the law could also lead to a proliferation in sterilization camps, a practice that the Supreme Court has previously deprecated. In Devika Biswas v. Union of India 2016, the court pointed to how these camps invariably have a disparate impact on minorities and other vulnerable groups. As is so often the case with bad laws in India, though this draft bill may find support from some past judgments of the Supreme Court. In this case, the government may point to the judgment in Javed and OLS v. State of Haryana and OLS 2003, where the court upheld a law that disqualified persons with more than two children from contesting in local body elections. But not only in the present proposal, far more disproportionate in that it virtually sanctions civil death for those that violate the norms it fixes. The judgment in Javed can no longer be seen as good law. For one thing, its reasoning flies in the face of Pattaswamy, but as rousing as the nine judgment bank verdict is. Its legacy depends on how its findings are applied. For the judgment to have tangible value and meaning, any law of this kind which invades upon our most personal and ethical choices must be seen as repugnant to the constitution. Thank you for listening friends, have a nice day.